Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Research that resonates. Schweitzer has not been wrong on any of his years and years of reporting on the Bidens. Investigations that matter. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. But that's, you know, I, I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that, uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. The only entities, the only people that would report on this... And Peter Schweizer, who deserves a Medal of Freedom, in my view. This is The Drill Down with Peter Schweitzer. Hi, this is Peter Schweitzer, and welcome to The Drill Down, where we relentlessly expose cronyism, corruption, and the abuse of power in Washington, D.C. I've been out for three weeks, but Eric Eggers has been here, and he is with me again today. Eric, thanks for being here. I hope you're doing well. Hey, thanks for showing up for work. You hey, know? hey, sometimes you got to do it. Big, big news uh, has been breaking over the last couple of weeks, just in time for my arrival uh, back from Europe. Uh, but in all seriousness, it centers around Joe Biden. And I firmly believe that we are seeing the end of Joe Biden's career. And you're not one. And by career, you mean uh, his political career. You mean yes. that his presidency will end either via impeachment or you think he will not run for reelection because of the totality, the enormity of the charges that uh, continue to mount. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's not just on one track. It's it's a pack of wolves, as it were, uh, that has surrounded Joe Biden. Um, you have, uh, of course, the whistleblowers. We're going to talk about that today um, and offer some, I think, unique insight and unique information about what the whistleblowers disclosed and why it's important. Uh, you also have this 1023, this FBI document that we're going to dissect. Again, a lot of interesting facts based on our knowledge of having worked on this story for more than five years. You're going to learn some new things about the 1023 you're not going to hear anywhere else. And the third thing is the testimony this week of Devin Archer, who is, other than Joe Biden, Hunter Biden's most important business partner. He was there with every deal, and he is going to be testifying before the House Oversight Committee, and it is going to be a bombshell. I think it's a bombshell. Devin Archer testifying about Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, you kind of, we don't know what he's going to say. But you have to imagine the House Republicans aren't bringing him in to be a snooze fest. And we also know that Devin Archer faces some charges. In fact, at the Government Accountability Institute, we've been monitoring Devin Archer for some time. We actually sent an employee of ours to go watch a trial of his five years ago. Right. Because he's been on our radar. We knew he was a figure integral to the Biden business empire. And so I think we will be watching what Devin Archer has to say. And Miranda Devine's done some reporting in the New York Post about what he's expected to say. I think that yeah. he has. And so we'll get to that in a second but it's crazy how much has happened in the last week yeah. not the least of which is you get off a ship you come back on the united <laughs> states soil and you're declaring the end of the president's political career and not only that you're using wolf-like imagery to do so uh my man got some sun and some rest and a little bit of vigor on i that, did on that I, ship. I did uh, i did i had a great time but more importantly the accumulation of events i think is so powerful we've been in the wilderness on this as you know because you've been right there you have the office right next to me we've been in the wilderness 
focus on this for five years and and they've always retreated in what the position is first was there were no overseas deals this is 2018 the biden team told the wall street journal no deals this is all made up it's 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 there's nothing there then the story became okay there might have been deals but hunter and the family didn't make any money from any of those deals that line fell then they retreated to well there may have been deals and the family may have made money but joe biden never discussed his business deals with his son or anyone else. Then that domino fell. (laughs) And now the fallback position is Joe Biden didn't make any money and Joe Biden didn't help the family businesses. And that domino is now falling in a number of ways. And we have these allegations of bribery. So let's begin. First of all, I want your thoughts. We watched the testimony of the whistleblowers. Uh, just give us your take in terms of your assessment of what you saw. Yeah, what I saw is you're very aggressive at eating other people's snacks during office watch-alongs, <laughs> first of all. I mean, it's like, all peanut? No, take the whole, I guess you're the president, so this is what we do. But uh, in terms of actually what we saw on the television, uh, I think you mentioned that if the current position is that Joe Biden didn't make any money, then the one key piece of evidence, because, you know, there's there's all the lewd and the tawdry stuff about the things that Hunter Biden is writing off as a, as a tax you know receipt thing. As a business expense, you know, there's prostitutes, there's hotel rooms, there's things. But he declared as a business expense uh, a two-night hotel stay for Joe Biden as a business expense. So, I mean, to me, and that that you didn't get a lot of attention on that, but if you're writing off Joe Biden's participation in some meeting for you as a business expense, that tells me that Joe Biden is part of your business. Now, that's not news, but you have sort of official IRS people flagging that. That and the fact that the whistleblower says that we were essentially handcuffed at every turn. Yeah. We had to keep Hunter Biden's name off of things. And we we're told, well, this will allow the FBI to continue to do its investigation. But then the FBI was like, well, we actually couldn't continue to do our investigation because right. somebody tipped off the Secret Service and they intervened. So at every turn, the, F- the IRS agents, the FBI agents, they said, there's more that we'd like to get here, but we were prevented from doing so. And IRS agents saying, no, no, no. Like even Hunter Biden at times is admitting that Joe Biden's part of his business then I think that is the big takeaway for me. Yeah, so that was a huge takeaway that Joe Biden was involved in this. The The whistleblowers saw that. They were stymied from investigating it. But I think it's so important to point out that that what these IRS whistleblowers did was very courageous and very brave. It's one aspect of what was a massive investigation into Joe and Hunter Biden. There was the tax evasion charges, which the IRS was looking for. There were the FARA violations, the Foreign Agents Registration Act. There was a political corruption investigation. The IRS whistleblowers say we were stymied. You know, we wanted to uh, uh, do issue searches. We wanted to interview Hunter Biden, and they were either told not to do that or Hunter Biden would be tipped off. Uh, they were told we want to investigate, quote unquote, the big guy's role in this, and they were told not to. If that was taking place with the IRS investigation, if DOJ was saying, nope, you're not going to go there. It's not a stretch to believe they were saying the exact same thing when it came to the FARA violations, to the political corruption investigation. So I think the thing we have to avoid is just making this a conversation about the taxes. This is about an entire series of investigations, and they squelched the IRS investigation, and I'm sure they squelched the other parts of those investigations as well. And this is massive, because why would the Biden administration do this? Why cover up? unless there's something really there. Well, I also thought it was interesting that the, uh, the IRS agent is irrelevant because they have the, the bank accounts. And the bank yes. accounts showed that I think the number was $17 million coming in from these foreign sources, these foreign business deals. As we've discussed, you've reported in red-handed, which you can 
prominently see over our shoulder here, uh, that, that there's at least $31 million that the Biden family has taken in that's connected to people related to the Chinese intelligence apparatus. That is to say, yeah. Chinese spies. Right. And so we know that, so you take that 17 plus the 31, now you're talking about $50 million that the Bidens are bringing in uh, from questionable geopolitically threatening sources. Uh, and that's only what we know so far. And that's, by the way, with, to use your imagery, the wolves being kept at bay. Yes. And so yes. imagine now that the House Republicans, every meeting, every interview, they get, they get a little bit more of a sniff. Oh, look at that. Look at that. So I think that's that's part of why you think that the totality is becoming so much that even Joe Biden won't be able to survive this. Yeah. And, and here's the other thing. The whistleblowers, I think, also broke through the dam in another way. Which is you had really, I think, for the first time, outlets like CNN, The Washington Post, uh, CBS News covering this story. I mean, it was shocking in, 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 to an extent. I can, mean, that the dam was about, broken. Can we just talk about your double standard? Because whenever I say something that's on CNN, I get accused to be a communist. You know, like, <laughs> hey, I happen to know something. Oh, what are you watching CNN for? I goes, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. My man over you here. You are one of two people that watches <laughs> CNN, by the way, I'm just going to say. No, but I think, but this is the point we've been making for some time, that as uh, mainstream media, they started picking this up about a year ago. You said, hey, I think charges are coming because New York Times reported on this, CBS News reported on this. And so the mainstream coverage is no longer necessary to validate the story because right. we know it's a real story. Right. Uh, but the mainstream coverage is important because it's indicative, in your opinion, of a sea change in terms of the the, the way the story is being perceived. It's, it is so relevant. It no longer needs validation. They need validation for covering the story. Otherwise, they look like total shills exactly. for a political operation. They're, they're covering this because they want to cover their ass. Yeah. They see that the train is leaving the station, this big story. Uh, the evidence continues to mount, and they realize if they don't get on the train, they are going to be embarrassed because everybody's going to say, why didn't you tell us about any of this? Their and, audiences are going to be angry, so they have to cover it. And to be clear, what we mean by the big story is not just that Hunter Biden continues to look like a shady international businessman. Right. It's that Joe Biden was involved in the business. And that's Correct. what the, the big takeaway from this 1023 form is. And this is another piece of evidence that's come out this week. Chuck Grassley's office made this, uh, you know, essentially public or as public without naming who the confidential human source is. But that's what this 1023 form is. It's a detailed information about what an FBI informant told the FBI in 2020. And there's a couple big takeaways from there. But one of the things is that the CEO from Burisma says essentially that he has had to pay $10 million to the Biden family, five to Hunter Biden and five to Joe Biden. So you right. have an FBI informant. And this is not Gal Luft, we don't think, because we know yep. that he met in 2019, not 2020. And you know he's been discredited allegedly because he's been charged with the DOJ. But this is somebody else who's now said, by the way, right. you've got the CEO of Burisma, the guy that hired Hunter Biden, says that we had to pay the Bidens $10 million, including five to Joe Biden. That's what the FBI was told ahead of the 2020 election. Yeah. And, and and by the way, this is consistent in a way with what we already knew about the relationship with Burisma. Uh, in fact, at one point, Zlachevsky, the head of Burisma, says, you know, Hunter Biden is stupid. My dog is smarter than Hunter Biden because everybody was wondering why is Hunter Biden on the board of Burisma? And the team Biden continued to insist for years. No, no, no. He's a Yale-trained lawyer. He'd been on the board of Amtrak, by yeah, the yeah, way. Yeah, he was on the, appointed by his dad, of course. Um, you know, so, so that's interesting. 
interesting. But I tell you, one of the big takeaways from this document that people aren't locking in on. And this is, is a big deal. Like I mean, he says it's a big deal, but this really is a big deal. <laughs> so sometimes I say it's a big deal, but well, it's sometimes not. you say things in a less accessible way. I'm just trying to I'm trying to elevate and highlight. <laughs> I appreciate that. But there's a name in this 1023. It's not the confidential informant. It's not Zlachevsky. It's a gentleman that is at these meetings where the bribing, the alleged bribing of the of the uh, Bidens is discussed. And his name is Alexander Ostapenko. Nailed it. Now, this is what, yeah, I've been struggling with that name. But here is what is so interesting about it. So Mr. Ostapenko is at all these meetings where Zlachevsky is laying out to the confidential informant. We pay the Bidens. The Bidens extorted me. They pressured me for this money. We've given them this money. We've given them this money in a manner which is going to be hard to detect and hard to find so we can conceal it. So here is why Ostapenko is very, very interesting. Ostapenko is described in this document, we've confirmed independently, is actually serving in the Zelensky administration. He works for President Zelensky of, of Ukraine. That's interesting because think about, and I don't know how you say the word leverage in Ukrainian or blackmail in Ukrainian, but if you want to talk about a gateway, the ability of the Ukrainian government to potentially blackmail the president of the United States on policy, one of the ways could have been that Mr. Ostapenko going to these meetings told President Zelensky, told somebody else in the administration that Zelensky is aware of this allegation that the Bidens were bribed and they are using it as leverage over this president. When it comes to Ukraine policy, that is a reality. And a lot of Democrats have insisted for so long. Well, you know, has this affected policy? How does Hunter Biden's deals affect policy? You want to talk about affecting policy. This is a direct way in which that could have happened. And Mr. Ostapenko could potentially be the gateway for that happening. So we'll say that uh, again, and we'll read from the actual document. And if you're looking yep. online on YouTube, like you can see, this is, I mean, this is Chuck Grassley's made this document available. Yes. It's redacted slightly, but it says just the two lines that to point out, it says regarding CHS's, and this is the confidential human source, which yep. CHS stands for aforementioned reporting that Lachevsky, this is the CEO of Burisma, has, quote, says he has many text messages and recordings that show he was coerced to make such payments. And the human source clarified that Zuchevsky said he had a total of, quote, 17 recordings involving the Bidens, two of them involving Joe Biden, yeah. and the remaining 15, including Hunter Biden. So, like, the point is, CEO of Brisma is telling this guy who then tells the FBI that he has these recordings of coerced bribery, including ones that involve Joe Biden. Yeah. And then one of the people who's in these meetings that hears this, it says at the end, this Alexander Ostapenko originally introduced the human source in this matter, and he currently works in some office for the administration of President Zelensky. This was as of yeah. June of 2020. Yeah. And so your point is, is a guy that knows that the CEO of Brisma is claiming he has recordings that Joe Biden is involved in coerced bribery, now works for or did work for the president of Ukraine. And that matters because Ukraine, as you may have heard, has been invaded by Russia. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I heard something about that. And, yeah. and, you, and, and we have sort of, you know, in a kind of a compassionate way, when we're done putting the blue and yellow stickers on things, we've shelled out something like trillions of dollars in aid to help president Zelensky and the ukrainian effort and so your point would be that we sort of have no choice but to do that or maybe a reason other than humanitarian concerns about what's happening in ukraine is if president biden says oh my gosh the president of ukraine knows that i 
that somebody claims to have recordings of me bribing somebody on behalf of my son, then maybe I'm going to be less inclined to act objectively as it relates to Ukraine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, it, it's it's his political reputation, it's his political career. And the point is, is it's not as if Zelensky is going to get on the phone and say that to Joe Biden. President Trump would. The way the Ukrainians would do this is they would simply have one of the Ukrainian contacts reach out to Hunter Biden yeah. and say, look, just, you know, Zelensky is aware of this. You might want to let your dad know. So that's very intriguing about Mr. Ostapetenko. Here's the other part that's interesting that document mentions that Ostapetenko not only serves in the Zelensky administration, he also works for a guy who's involved in cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the points that is made throughout this document, Va Valerie Vavilov, by the way, it's funny, it's probably is a dude, but I read Valerie, <laughs> I forget Russians in these female names, but you're right, it probably is a dude, Ostapenko. <laughs> yes, Ostapenko. And, and, but the point is, is that in this document, the head of Burisma says that they pay the Bidens in such a way that is very, very hard to trace. Right. Theoretically, again, we don't have any evidence, but Ostapenko is at the meeting, he works for a cryptocurrency uh, a company could have been paid in crypto. I mean, that's certainly a possibility. So these are all very, very important factors about the 1023. And the point is, the FBI has said consistently that this confidential human source is a highly regarded one, somebody that's been advising the FBI, giving them good sourcing for more than 10 years. So this is not something that can be easily dismissed. So the point is, you have Peter Schweitzer, who, by the way, if you look up circumspect wasp in a dictionary, you'll find his picture. And you've got him saying that that you think the presidential career of the current president is coming to an end. And so like and that's so two reasons, right? You've got a whistleblower saying, hey, by the way, we have evidence that Hunter Biden's declaring tax write us for stuff that Joe Biden did. So he's involved in the business. Number two, you've got the release of this document in which you've got the CEO of this Ukrainian energy company that was paying Hunter Biden saying, hey, I have recordings in which Joe Biden was involved in bribery. Right. But the third thing that you say is continuing to mount that's led you to believe that Joe Biden's political career is over is the pending testimony of Devin Archer. Yes. Why? Devin Archer is somebody you and I are both familiar with. We've we've known the name. Some uh, some call him Devon. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Uh, Devin Archer. Who calls him Devon? Glenn Beck in that one video. Oh, did he? Okay, <laughs> I didn't see that video. But but what's interesting about Archer is uh, we've been tracking him and this Hunter Biden deal since 2016. We first wrote about it in 2018. Devin Archer, other than Joe Biden himself, is by far the most important person in this in this business equation. He's the one that, you know, when Hunter Biden joins the Burisma board, Devin Archer also gets a slot. When Hunter Biden is given a stake in that Chinese sovereign wealth fund um, and a board slot, Devin Archer is also given an ownership stake. Devin Archer appears in all of these deals. They are inseparable. There's that famous picture of Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Burisma executives, and Devin Archer. Exactly. And, and so... Here's what's interesting. Clearly, Devin Archer and Hunter Biden have had a falling out. And I think the falling out I'm speculating here is based on the fact that there was this Indian bond scheme uh, that unfolded uh, that involved a company that had been set up um, by Devin Archer and by Hunter Biden. Devin Archer was convicted by a jury, found guilty. He continues to insist that he's innocent. Uh, but the point is, is that he is looking at jail time and a major fine for that. Hunter Biden never really came up in that trial. 
very, very scant mention, was certainly not charged. And I think I'm speculating here. Archer is angry because he essentially has taken the fall for this deal. And Hunter Biden has has walked away scot free. So what is it that Devin Archer is going to say in this testimony? I, I talked to Devin Archer probably six, seven months ago. Um, no big deal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> You know, and it's interesting because he seems, you know, he seems very earnest. I mean, he insists on his innocence. I'm, I don't know enough about the legalities of it. I certainly am not sure if I fully share that, but maybe I could be convinced. But the point is, is that Devin Archer is saying, is expected to say in the testimony that, um, yeah, uh, we would call Joe Biden all the time. When we were closing a deal, when Joe Biden was vice president, this is not after he left. This is not the, the the China energy deal. This is while he was vice president. And according to reporting by Miranda Devine in the New York Post, he's expected to say that at least a couple dozen times, including times when they were meeting with Ukrainian officials, they would effectively say, let's get dad on the phone and they would wire in the dad, Joe Biden, the sitting vice president who is steering U.S. Ukraine policy that we're going to have this conversation with these Burisma executives with the vice president of the United States. To me, now the entire house of cards of the Bidens fall, because remember during the whistleblower testimony, what did all the Democrats say? Well, first of all, they brought up Trump. Trump's done this. Trump's done that. The other thing they did was show us that Joe Biden had anything to do with any of this. But they brought up Trump to make the point that Joe Biden wasn't president at that time. And so whatever Joe Biden did or didn't do is conceptually in in their minds irrelevant because he wasn't president. Well, and 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 also they said it's like you you show us that you, you're all talking about Hunter, you're not talking about Joe. Um, so this is devastating in that. And 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 by the way, that does bring me up to a point. Can we please stop with all these horrid pictures of Hunter Biden? You know, they came up during the whistleblower hearings. Uh, a congresswoman from Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Greene, showed some explicit pictures. Everybody gets that Hunter Biden has serious problems. Everybody gets that Hunter Biden violated the law. We need to continue to focus on Joe Biden. That's what these congressional hearings are about. This is what we've always said. This is about the corruption of the vice president of the United States. Oftentimes, corruption runs through family members indirectly to benefit. Let's stop with all the pictures of Hunter Biden snorting cocaine. It's a distraction from the main point here, which is Joe Biden's culpability and involvement in this criminal scheme. And Devin Archer's testimony, as reported by Miranda Devine, is expected to include a story, among others, in which uh, Devin Archer and Hunter Biden are having dinner with these Burisma executives that then go to this Four Seasons bar. And one of the Burisma executives says, Hunter, hey, can you ring your dad? At the time, it was early (laughs) afternoon in Washington. DC, they are, you know, they're somewhere uh, out east. And um, and then so Hunter then called his father, put him on speaker, placed the phone on the table, introduced the Ukrainians to Joe Biden by name as Nikolai and Vadim. So the point is, is that when you want Hunter Biden to get his father involved, and that and that's relevant not just to this story, but that WhatsApp message that's allegedly to the CEFC official in which Hunter Biden is saying, I have my father right here next to me. That message is going to be received in a different way if Hunter Biden has previously demonstrated, as Devin Archer's alleging that he did previously demonstrate, right. his his connection to his, you know, the proximity's power. Well, if he's his son, he can get his dad on the phone anytime, whether he's vice president or not, then that's how those messages have relevance. Yeah, it, it, they, the message have relevance. And also, let's remember, what has Joe Biden insisted on saying since 2018 when we first broke this? I never talked to my son's business partners right 
I mean, he and he's he continues to lie. I don't even know if he knows it's a lie anymore. Maybe he's convinced himself, but he has lied consistently to the American people about this in a way that honestly is kind of chilling mm-hmm. in, in a way. I would argue Joe Biden on this issue is a better liar than Bill Clinton was with. I never had sex with that woman, because in the case of Clinton, you can kind of tell in the case of Joe Biden, I mean, he seems to really believe it's true. Well, in the case of Hunter Biden, we actually do have, have we do have pictures of him having sex with that woman. So, and Marjorie Taylor Greene continues to want to show them. And that's what Peter yes. says. Please stop with the pictures. Let's focus on the transactions, not those transactions, and uh, focus on the, the bank records is what we mean. Exactly. Because right. that's what matters to national security. And, and ultimately, that's what you think will end Joe Biden's political career. That's exactly right. Um, it's an enormous amount of information to uh, absorb. Eric, you and I have been working on this since 2016 2017 uh but the important thing is this is a story about joe biden and a corruption scheme a criminal corruption scheme in scheme in my mind where they offshore the corruption you don't make the payment to the principal themselves which is the politician which is joe biden you make the payments to family members they have been doing this in the third world for decades this is the way they avoid detection, and that's the way that the Biden family, I would argue, is making it today. And now those uh, facts are starting to come to bear, and it's going to be very, very hard for the Bidens and the Democrats to do anything other than to try to continue to obfuscate. But if you look at the recent polls, it's pretty clear the American people are not buying those denials anymore. And unlike in 2020, in which you could have some strategic and timely interventions on behalf of social media, right. in which a lot of the relevant information like this might have come out in the months pre- preceding the election, that's not going to happen now. Now you've had, it's almost like a Hillary Clinton type of situation, Great point. Yeah. where you've had years of built up narrative, years of built up, you just hear it over and over and over. And while that may on some level kind of decrease the, the piercing nature of it, it just becomes this kind of dull noise. But if enough people hear that, then that just sort of shades, I think, the perception of it. And that's uh, so it becomes more relevant politically, and that's one of the reasons why you think Joe Biden, for whatever reason, becomes untenable. And, oh, by the way, it just so happens to come at a time when somebody like Gavin Newsom appears to be making mm. more public appearances. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Well, you've spent some time with the Government Accountability Institute and our research on Hunter Biden, and we appreciate you doing so on this podcast. Eric, it's good to be back with you after vacation. Uh, and we hope that you will join us again. You can find this podcast at thedrilldown.com or wherever fine podcasts are located. Thanks again for joining us. 